it's time once again for Sports Sidebar, covering sports for Northeast Ohio and sometimes even a little outside that area. Sports Sidebar, where we prove that a little knowledge is dangerous, but even less knowledge makes it a little easier to fill an hour. And now on to our hosts, Captain Bill and Dave. And good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to another hour of Sports Sidebar. And we're longer. Oh, no, no, we're not. <laughs> you know, I wonder sometimes that, you know, you see these guys protesting at the state capitals and they're, they're wearing AK-47. I wonder if you can shoot this disease. What else would they be carrying a attack rifle? I don't know because I have not heard anything about this having to do anything to do with gun rights. Uh, you know what seems the craziest thing? To watch these protests from New York City, downtown New York City, which is, well, there have been more deaths from the coronavirus than any other place yeah. on this planet. Then New York City. And here they are running around with their guns and with their with no masks and saying, Oh, this is just nothing really because because I don't have it, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't understand it. I, I don't either. I mean I certainly strongly believe in the right to, to protest. I just don't and I guess they have the Second Amendment right to carry assault weapons around. <laughs> But well, what is other that? than they're protesting, maybe they want COVID nineteen to carry guns. You know, they want everybody to carry a gun. They see little little guns floating around in the sky, and maybe if we, we they had those little guns on them, we could see them. Ah, uh, well, you know, I think maybe the that's the plan. Well, I don't know because here's the the, the 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 trick to that. You see, uh, a COVID doesn't pay you. COVID charges you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, it's certainly, uh, and I know, speaking for myself, you've done a tremendous job at keeping the, the flow of information going through the station and the website. And, but you've got to be frustrated. Everybody is frustrated. And that uh, um, you know, you're stuck at home. We got you know, two grandkids we're watching four days a week. And my hat's off to Nancy. She does a lot more than I do. But we still have to. Everybody's doing. Most everybody's doing their part. It's frustrating to a lot of people, and the economic pain is is horrendous. I saw a sixty minutes Sunday night, and the people on there it makes your heart break. Some yeah. of the things that people are going through, you know, people going to the food bank who've never gone to a food bank before, yeah. and that um, it's it's just, but. It's all done to try to quell this thing. It's no nefarious uh, action on the government. Say, aha, we got the power to do this. We're doing this for the heck of it. No. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I don't understand the rationale that, and then some of them who've done the protesting have come down with it. Yes, they have. From from those yeah. from those gatherings, they've come down with it. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, have we heard anything back from those people who are out protesting and got it? No, they're all on that ventilator. They started talking when they got a ventilator on them. Oh, jeez. Uh, and I don't wish them any harm or anything, but it's just, I, I don't... I, I protest, but why the guns? I just don't mean, are you intimidating a politician? I mean, you know, politicians have armies and national guards. Uh, 
Uh, right. As we know, I mean, they, they could dispatch well, those guys pretty fast if they wanted well, to. So I, I don't understand. Myself, well, and, but, and, hey. and, and much less than that. I know that uh, we'll get into sports here in a second, but they actually took their guns and their assault rifles inside the Michigan State Capitol building. Now, in, in the in the Ohio State Capitol building, there are it's not allowed. It is not allowed. Yeah, uh, I don't know why Michigan allows it, but uh, but Michigan is that's 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 insane. Does that not well, put it, every legislator's life at risk? Well, yeah, one had one senator, a state senator in Michigan, had a, she felt so upset about it. She she wore a uh, bulletproof vest. I mean, come on. And they're just standing there with these guns and their finger on the trigger. And what's that supposed to mean? Other than maybe you've got some it's, sort of, uh, I don't know. It's, I, I'm not going to say it. But it's just, to me, a ridiculous, ridiculous I mean, how thing. Can, if you want, want to protest, go protest. If you want to get sick with everybody else, that's fine. Right. But my goodness, don't invade a capital building with uh, guns. That's, yeah, that's, I, I, it just... Can you imagine I mean, what that, that looks like? To, how that, that looks like to the rest of the world? Yeah. How, how could that not be perceived of as a threat? No, that's exactly what they're, they're trying to... It's intimidation. They said, look at me. I'm, I'm doing this. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, the sad state of affairs. And, again, if you want to protest, protest. But even if you don't, if you, you should follow social distancing as the... the I think Dr. Burrs is her name. Um, Burtz um, says that she's she's devastated by the fact people could come from these rallies, then go home, infect a uh, a vulnerable person who can end up very ill or even die. Come yeah. on, folks, use your use your use your common sense here. And I don't know what's. It's not going to bring anything back faster. This, I mean, most of the states. No. I say most. Yeah. Are, are going to open it as the scientists and the medical profession deems it necessary. But the, but and, but, uh, but even as they're opening up, each governor is saying, "But we will see a rise in cases and in deaths." Yeah, that yeah. that even 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 Governor Dewine has said that. Well, you know, Governor Dewine, I think he's done an outstanding job. I know he's he waffles a little bit about making people wear masks and yeah. real retail real real shops. Uh, he backed off on that and saying, "Well, you know, maybe that's a stretch too far." But okay, you got other people in the store that are wearing masks. I don't know. It's a it's a. I'm glad well, I don't it, have it to make those. It can't be the store. I did go to a store where out front they they did request that you wear masks inside. So maybe they're, again, is it necessarily a good thing to leave it up to individuals? But, you know, it, it, maybe it is, maybe he felt it was going too far to, you know, with the protests going on, you know, yeah. uh, uh, as they are. Um, but the thing is, is just that you're not just risking yourself, you're risking others around you. Well, I wear my N95 that I've had around for 10 years, I never I, I had it hanging around. I was using it to scrape paint once. Uh-huh. I only used it once, and I found it down there. I, I, had, I, <laughs> I was going to throw this thing. I'm not going to use this thing again. Ah. Yeah. So I clean, I, I clean it every time, 
after I used it. And then I got a uh, Nancy, my wife ordered a Cleveland Indians face scarf. I can hardly wait till it gets here. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you got to wash it every time you come home. But uh, well, so you got to so you got to have more than one. That's all. And those of us who wear spectacles deal with the fogging too, which is a pain. Yes. But, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> God. Oh, and by the way, I know that uh, you and the whole entire audience. Well, well, this is a sure sign of spring, and maybe hope. My mighty boat, uh-huh. mighty mighty boat, will be put into the water in the great seas known as Portage Lakes this Friday. Ah, so so there so, you go. so the, the 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 mighty ship will be launched on Friday, and that yeah. is indeed a good sign of spring. Yes, yes, and uh, of course I had to let go of most of the crew. Uh, so it's, well, didn't you get a, a small business loan to keep the crew intact? Or? You know, I should have, but I didn't think it was right. But maybe I should. I see people are like uh, the Powell franchise is uh, oh, oh, getting it. Maybe, well, how, how about how about the LA Lakers getting it? I know, I know. I guess <laughs> it's just ridiculous, isn't it? I guess. Uh, I guess LeBron James has to eat too. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure he's, he's not at the food pantry. <laughs> but if, he, if he's at the food pantry, he's probably donating food. He I is. Know. Yes. I, mean, it's not, I, I say it, that. I say that uh, in, in jest. In, but yes. in jest, yeah. And uh, um, but yeah, some some of the poor poor mom and pop shops they had to get another special bill to take care of that because the, you know, these big corporations, especially franchises. Franchisees were getting this money, and some of them yeah, were multi millionaire. That, that was supposed to be for your for your smaller businesses, uh, yeah. not for not for the big the big companies. Yeah. And, and a, as far as the McDonald's goes, those are those are almost all franchisees. So right, right. You know, yeah. those, so although although McDonald's are doing pretty darn good, let me tell you. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I would assume before this. A great deal of their traffic was drive through anyway, and uh, and and like Wendy's, I don't think they. I'm sure they suffered some losses. I mean, because they people do go in and eat. Yes, but uh, those drive throughs are always busy, and 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 that's good. It's the uh, it's the like the Jersey's the restaurant that we go to out here in Green. Yes, those those are the places that. They do have carry up, but they've lost substantial right. number of customers as a result of this. And uh, it's, it's, I mean, those are the type of companies well, that should be getting this money, not, not right. And, and it's not just the, you know, uh, those. People, it's the it's the servers that that make below minimum wage to begin with, and depend yeah. upon and depend upon tips. There's nothing there. Too, with some sort of well relaxation of the childcare system. Yeah, right. Situation. Yeah, that, yeah, that that has to be opened up before a lot of these people can go back and and uh, and and when they do go back to restaurants, dine in, it's got to be at at twenty to at most fifty percent occupancy of what their their seating capability is. I'm all for that anyway. I wish they would do that all the time. <laughs> But without childcare, I just don't know how uh, 
some business. Anyway, I don't know, what are you going to do with your kids? There's no school. There's yeah. no daycare unless you're a uh, essential worker. And try to find one of those spots at a daycare. It's it's uh, my my daughter-in-law is so bad trying to find people. She's been laid off. To I mean, that was her job uh, to to uh, kind of help people find daycare and uh, for their kids. And okay. there's no there's there's no and she. As a result of a lack of business, she was laid off. Yeah, and and, and uh, I don't know. I mean, this has to come back. I understand, but you got to have daycare. I mean, you can't leave the kids at home. Yeah, and and I'm, all for, I'm all for daycare, please, please. <laughs> well, and, and I'm surprised because that was one of the latter last things that he kind of shut down was the daycare. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, usually those are some of the first things to come back were restaurants. And your salons and things like that. And I'm telling you, Bill, I do need a haircut. I do. Well, you know, I, I don't have that problem. <laughs> Me and uh, Terry Francona don't really have to worry about the barber shop. Well, there you go. And but my poor wife, she's she's she is one of these people who whose hair grows two inches a week. Yep. And, uh, you know, most ladies like to have, and I, I don't, you know, um, I, I can understand that they like to make, make themselves look a little better by having their hair right, right. colored. Uh, there's, and, there's a lot of ladies out there with Fifty Shades of Grey that yeah, you, didn't, you, you didn't know had Fifty Shades of Grey before. Yeah, she's got a white spot. And you'll appreciate this on, on, on her, you know, with her hair, a white spot, I call her Flicka. My friend, <laughs> one of your favorite shows that I know. <laughs> and, and so she got a beautiful white spot developing on, on in her hair. I think I think it looks kind of neat. But uh, oh, I got to get this done. I my hair. I don't know what I'm going to do. So, uh, but. Yeah, it was we'll see, we'll see. it was funny because Goodwill uh, just sent out an email. Hey, uh, we're doing some things. If you want headshots, go ahead and get them to me by Thursday. And uh, one of the guys sent back, well, okay, you got a barber there because I clipped my own sideburns and this and that. And then an email came back, you're right, not the best time for a headshot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, too, my... Uh and Nancy was a former cosmetologist, and uh, she can cut the kids' hairs. And uh, and my my sister Beth, she has has cut her hair. She's not licensed or anything. It's just she does it for people in the family. Right, right. And, and uh, she does a very nice job, but she's not going to do it on herself. And but she's counting the minutes, at the days of minutes, that she can get back in to see her. Uh, hairdresser so oh oh well well i mean if that's the worst you have to worry about during this thing that's true that that's a small uh, small potatoes i'm i'm more worried about the protesters with guns to be honest with you <laughs> yeah, that doesn't it's just amazing you can work you can you can walk down the street any public street you want with the with the ak-47 and, and bands of ammunition Going across your chest like yep, yep. the banditos of Mexico. Yes, I mean I, yeah, I'm a second. I mean I believe that people have Second Amendment rights. I don't think it's to the extent that the founders have, have 
if they, I, I don't think they would have thought that was appropriate, but right. hey, until somebody else changes the laws, it's perfectly legal for them to do it. But yeah. it's scary. It's absolutely scary. Yep. Yes, it is. But we actually have a little bit of sports to talk about. Oh, I think, yeah. I think, yeah. I think before we get into the sports, I do want to uh, give condolences to the Don Shula family. Uh, just Monday uh, afternoon, it was announced that he passed away at the age of 90. Yeah, he was a great Super Bowl coach of the Miami Dolphins, um, a Hall of Fame coach. 33 years coach of the yeah. Miami Dolphins, and 26, uh, uh, and he was head coach for 26 of those seasons. He had a regular uh, season record of 30. Uh, 328, 156, and 6. And a post... And, and here, here, you can just tell this one to the Bengals. A postseason record of 19 and 17. I mean, that's... You know, of course, I, I think a post... Uh, you know, the postseason record is very impressive, too, because even though it's almost 500, that means you're, you're in the arena... Almost every year, right? almost every year, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 and that's that's another phenomenal uh, accomplishment. It was a, a son of Hungarian immigrants who rose up from tiny Painesville, Ohio, to carve yeah. his name in professional football records books and uh, because, uh, become both a national figure and a South Florida icon. So, well, yeah, he went to John Carroll, if I recall, uh, and. Uh, Played for John Carroll, Division Three. Was a very good player, but not good enough to make the pros. But like many great coaches of football, they don't necessarily play the pro game, but they they do. And I think that's the biggest difference in in most of, of the other sports. You can be a great coach in football and not necessarily be a great player. In fact, I think there's not a lot of great players who made you know, are great head coaches in. Yeah, in in yeah. football, I mean, uh, you know, Kevin Stefanski, the new Browns coach, he played. He was, you know, good college football player, but not enough to to proceed to the to the uh, to the majors, uh, the National Football League, that is. And uh, where in baseball, I think you know, most were at least journeyman players like Terry Francona and. Right, and, you know, Mike Hargrove, uh, you know, guys like yeah, that. Yeah, but, you know, there are some people like Sparky Anderson, like Tommy Lasorda. Those guys were not great baseball players. They, were barely, they weren't even really journeyman players. But yet, they were, you know, those are two guys that were really great uh, uh, managers, coaches. Right, right, right. And, 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 and um, Mac of Philadelphia, he never played the game. He, Mac, he, he wore a suit as... That's right. You know? That's right. Uh, so uh, yes, there there are. I think in baseball, the, 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 I think a problem is sometimes. Good captain is that when uh, a guy is a really really good player, it makes it hard for them to be a good leader outside of that because they expect out of other people what they expected out of themselves. John Elway is a prime example of that. Uh, uh, Eddie Murray, uh, he tried his hand at it. He was an example of that. There are some players that are just were, were amazing players, but couldn't 
do the coaching part because they expected other players to be able to do what they did. Yeah, I, I think Ted Williams uh, had a hand at managing. He was very good at, at it. Uh, and, you know, you can't get much better than Ted Williams. No, no. Uh, I mean, and I, I, and there, there could be, and I can't recall right off the top of my head, there probably is a number of them, where Hall of Fame players who ended up being Hall of Fame managers are very good managers. I, I, I don't know right off the top I, of my head. You know what? I, what I think one that, that should be in the Hall of Fame and isn't, and I think had he continued on, he had a winning record. He was a winner. Pete Rose was also a winner as a manager as well as a player. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a travesty what they're not letting him back into baseball, but that's another especially show. Since, yeah, I mean, especially <laughs> since they're in bed with the gambler, the the the, the yeah. gambling of uh, 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 things for advertising and everything else, uh, uh, and yet. Pete Rose is is forever banished from 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 what he did on the field. I know, and, and I think we've talked about it when the uh, scandal broke out with the Astros stealing stealing signs. That, and really, in retrospect, this is nothing. I mean, what he did, Pete Rose did, is nothing compared. No, to, uh, to you know, the out-cheating out game by game by game. Yes. As the Astros did in 2017 and 2018. So, uh, yeah, and, uh-huh. and in retrospect, the reason the gambling is so much uh, uh, sought as the worst thing is because of the Black Sox scandals. And there were so many other cheating things like that where they would shave points or, or let a ball go through where they wouldn't normally get or something like that. Uh, uh, and part of that was because the owners were so cheap they wouldn't play the players what they were worth. And by doing that, this is how they were able to supplement their incomes. And I'm not saying they all did that, but there were a lot that did. And that's why gambling in any way, shape, or form is eyed as one of the worst things. I mean, it's true it was for Arch Schleister. I mean, this is a guy who ended up yeah. going to jail for that just because he couldn't stop and he, he stole and everything else. He was, he was a gambling addict. He probably oh. is. You know, an addict like that is not something that actually goes away. Um, no. So, uh, uh, th- but that's, that's an addiction. These other, all sure. the steroids that were cheating, all this, the, the sign stealing that was, Using electronics to cheat and to give information to to your players. That is far worse than what Pete Rose was doing. Yeah, yeah. So, but baseball just seems to have more of uh, of the managers at least being journeymen. Yes. Maybe very good AAA, AA players. Yeah, yeah. Dusty Uh-oh. Baker is one I think of off the top of my head. And, and, and your best coaches have of golf uh, players too happen to be guys who you know the who know the structure of the swing and can tell by looking what you're doing but themselves are not what you consider uh, tournament players there's a difference being a a pga professional uh instructor and a tournament instructor so uh, the guy jimmy haslam on, on sports time he's He's a teacher. He's an excellent teacher. Yes. But but he's never really made it in tournaments. But right. he can tell you how to swing and, and structure your swing and improve your game tremendously. I watch him all the time, and I, I, I 
fail miserably. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that, that's another, you don't necessarily have to be at the top of your, uh, of the profession to be great coaches. See, you know, Bickerstaff was a, a player, not a great player. I mean, Ty, Tyron Lue was a very good player, not a Hall of Fame player. Yes. And, and he, uh, he was on some Hall of Fame teams, but he himself was not really a Hall of Fame player. Yeah, Lenny Wilkins, too, uh, yes. going back, uh, oh. doing some retroactive, uh, on, on the, the Cavs season. I guess the, I guess the, uh, Chicago Bulls had a documentary on that season. Yeah, I didn't see it with Phil Jackson and some of the things going on there. Yeah. Uh, they had uh, a retrospect. Uh, well, uh, here's a, a, another example. Like, you know, Lenny Wilkins was, he's a Hall of Fame player and a Hall of Fame coach. But, okay. but, yeah. but Mike Fatello was a, I always felt was a great coach. He could take whatever you gave him and mold the best team you could have out of that. Where mm-hmm. Lenny Wilkins could build a great team, but if one of his pieces went out due to injury, the whole piece of equipment kind of went down. The whole machine Yeah, I, went down. I think Phil Jackson, who was another Hall of Fame coach, was a good player, but mm-hmm. not necessarily a uh, Hall of Fame player. But look at what he did. <laughs> Come on. Uh, look at the guy from uh, Oakland, uh, uh, the Golden State Warriors. Uh, he he was a, was a very good player, but not a Hall of Fame player. So, so getting back to Don Shula, a great coach, never really played in the – because there really isn't after college – place to go for football, right? I mean, let's, let's face it. There is no place to go once you're done with your senior year uh, in college or even before that right? And, and, and professional football. So these guys who love the game, like Bill Belichick started out as a doing uh, films, uh, uh, editing film for the, for the big guys in the front office. I think he's done okay. I mean, last time I checked, yeah, I think he's done all right. Uh, uh, you know, other great Tom Landry, uh, you know, Vince Lombardi, I mean, great coaches, not necessarily great players. And Don right. Shula was a great coach. And it's sad to see that uh, he has passed away. And I know I haven't talked to my sister, but I bet she's absolutely devastated. And yeah. she was an icon of his. And I'll have to talk to her soon about that. Yeah. So um, it's too bad. I mean, he's, he's one of those pillars in which the National Football League is now the most popular sport. Not necessarily a popular pastime. Baseball is a pastime. Right. Football is a national game. And we all know that. And that... Um, he helped make it. I mean, I, you know. Well, uh, and, and he was Brian, a guy. Greasy, you know, greasy, he was a guy uh, and he was a guy who was never, ever, ever accused of cheating on anything. He was, he was a man no. you looked at him and you really felt, uh, uh, you really thought about integrity, I think. Yeah, well, he had a good steakhouse, too. He did. <laughs> yeah, he had yeah, one. He, did. he had one down in, uh, 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 Florida, South Miami Dade. He had one up here, too, for a while. That's right. It, uh, of um, Rockside Road, I, I do believe. I don't know if it's still Don Shula Steakhouse, but that was good. It was really good. And uh, I don't, he could be one of these guys that, okay, it's his name, but somebody else run, runs it, like Bernie Kozar's at 
at the Roxino yeah. uh, in Northfield. Uh, I don't think he's there managing, but it's it's his name uh, um, yeah. the, the, to draw. Yeah, he's draw not, fans. He's not cooking up the tater tots, that's for sure. No, no, no. And we have somebody <laughs> in the White House who used the same format. You know, he attaches his name to a certain real estate, and he really doesn't own it. The people use it to uh, for proprietary reasons uh, because they think it's going to draw people in. So it's common. It's a very common thing of yes. uh, stars and popular popular people using their names to to garner. Uh, business and they get a nice sum for that, but they don't necessarily rise or fall on the sales of their right. of their restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. Good. It's too bad. It's just too bad. I, of course, ninety is a good run. I, I would take ninety yep. if uh, somebody said, "Bill, you got good health," and and uh, I don't know what happened to Don. Uh, well, uh, I, the thing is, they did they did not announce what he passed away of, but they did announce what he did not pass away from. He did not have the coronavirus. Yeah, and, you know, getting back to it, a lot of people are hesitant to go to the emergency room. They feel something coming on because they're afraid that uh, if it's something else than a cold, uh, chest pain or something, I'm not going in. I'm not going in because I may get the COVID-19 and then seriously jeopardize their health by not going to uh, the emergency room on something that could be more deadly than, than COVID. So I, I, it's just too bad. I, I really really think he was one of the greats, absolute greats, and I'm sure it's unfortunate he won't get the tribute immediately that he deserves, maybe a, you know, a video tribute or something like that, but uh, just sign of the times, uh, David, the other day I was driving down Main Street, and there was a funeral procession with a sheriff's deputy in three cars. Yeah. Just three cars. And, yeah. and it's sad. I mean, the poor people are passing away and they don't have the, uh, the, well, the funeral. The family's just missing out on that. And, uh, it's, yeah, because uh, the, the funerals aren't really for those that have passed. The funerals are there no, for, no. for those that are left behind. And yeah. for, for people to come up and say, hey, I knew this person and they were a good person. I can't, I have to tell you a story how time they helped me out or something like that. You know, because yeah. when you're when you're when you have that kind of a loss, to hear someone tell you how much that person meant to them, someone you barely know, and how they helped them just just because that's what, who how they were. Um, that's really what funerals are for. And so many of those, you know, doing them every day and every day uh, for the station. Uh, so many in a future date, a future date. There's just going to be so many of them out yeah. there uh, on a certain time that uh, it's. I think the best thing to do at this point is, at this point in time, you just have a private, a private family service, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, you're right. But that does miss out on people coming in saying, "Hey, I'm, I'm very sorry." Well, our our uh, the station WYE just lost a. Tremendous um, we did. talent, yeah, uh, Mr. Bob Friend. Mr. Bob Friend, uh, and, and uh, yeah. I, I know when I read his obituary over the air, which I did, I uh, had to stop after I was done and actually give a few stories of uh, working, mm-hmm. working with him. Just a tremendous guy. The fu- I'll, I'll tell you a funny one that, you know, I don't know where you've been around when Kat and I are there, but we usually kind of uh, 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 quarrel pretty well together 
And, uh, okay. for, for a month, for a month, Bob Friend went, uh, uh, thought that we were married. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, he, uh, he, he had a great voice. Oh, and, and yes, a tremendous and, and, and voice. I listened to him a couple times. What he was reading, and it was fluid. Oh yeah, and I hack, I hack away on these articles, and he was just, um, he was just, you know, so pleasant to listen to, and and it was, it was really good, really good, and and a very, very, uh, wonderful human being. On top of that, you know, just yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I feel we were lucky to have him there. And to have him be part of what we did, and he had he had listeners uh, that were telling him because uh, they were they would call him up. They, they you know that's, he's out there. He knows people, and when his books were on, they were calling him up, telling him how much they enjoyed his, his uh, readings. So well, he got caught up in the automation that most stations are going to, and uh, um, that was his that was you know that's his niche. It was his niche. It was yes. his. I mean, he tried other things, uh, from what I read in the article about him, but he always, always returned to radio as, as something he obviously loved. And, uh, uh, so that, that's just recent too. So, yes. Don Shula, and of course, I can't imagine having to miss the funeral, uh, uh services, uh, uh, calling hours for our beloved former colleague, Bob. He, he did, uh, you know, gee, I could imagine without uh, the family, he had a wonderful family and yes. people adored him and, uh, and they were able to demonstrate that yeah. at the calling hours. It would have, I tell you what, they, there were no calling hours, but it would have been like there was for, uh, actually even more so, uh, 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 Stan from WNIR when he passed. It was literally a broadcaster's family reunion. And that's yeah, exactly yeah. what it would have been in normal times for uh, Mr. Bob Friend. Yeah, yeah. And it would be even more so because of the national reputation and adoration for Don Shula. Uh, I'm sure down the road they will have something. Uh, maybe they will uh, well, uh, certainly it, it, dedicate it, it, the, the dolphin season coming up if there is a season. Uh, to to this as well. Yeah, and and uh, certainly ESPN will be doing things, and the the, uh, the Dolphins will be doing things. There certainly is a video in and a, a documentary they can put together on on that if it hasn't been done already, which I'm sure NFL films have done. It's time to dust that off, add a few more sentences to it, and uh, bring it back out to to share with everybody once again to to show what a a, a tremendous coach and a leader. And a person that Don Shula was. I, I never heard anybody speak a bad word about the no. guy. I mean, I mean, you know, you hear stories about Shula and some of these other ones. I mean, not Shula, um, Belichick, yeah. uh, but nothing about Don Shula. He was just admired. It was so a, much uh, admired by his players. Well, that, uh, from what I and from what I read on a couple articles that are out there, that right after he passed. Basically, the word that summed him up the most was integrity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to some people, that's a boring thing, but you man, he was a man that lived integrity, and he didn't care whether he got attention or not. He really didn't. He was no, I never. No, I've never heard a bad thing about the man, and and uh, um, you can tell he enjoyed 
life and that they enjoyed the game of football. And it's a loss. It really is a loss to the football coaching community and, and fans everywhere. Yes. Um, interesting as we kind of switch gears here, head back to baseball, the most recent proposal to bring baseball back and to bring it back uh, uh, in the home stadiums, of course, without fans there, but at least people would be where their families are. And to realign things in a region, the, the craziest thing from what I saw Pittsburgh would not be in our local region. We're closer to Pittsburgh than we are to Cincinnati, than we are to Detroit, uh, and all the other the, the, the cities that they had us clumped in with. But yeah, they but yeah, they pushed yeah. Pittsburgh into the east. Uh, I, I, I like the proposal. Uh, I would like anything that would bring baseball back. And they're looking at, uh, I, I guess, a target date of July the 2nd to play about 100 games. It, it would be without the fans in the stadium. They're hoping maybe toward the end. We don't know. But it, this, this, this crazy disease has its own way of doing things, and we don't know what's going to happen. But they are considering in, in uh, late May and June to start up spring training again. I think this is the proposal. I mean, it's, it's so widely out there. I think this is it, don't you? I think this is what they're looking to, yes. to do. It allows the players to stay at home at home games and limited travel. You're right. I don't understand Pittsburgh. You can get from my house to the Pittsburgh Stadium in about two hours, give or take fifteen minutes. Yes. And um, it's four hours to since four hours to Cincinnati. It's uh, uh, it's what. Three hours to uh, 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 Detroit. It's five, f- five, six hours to Chicago. Oh, at least six. I mean, I think it's more like seven. I mean, this is the teams that would be in the central. Now, Chicago Cubs and the White Sox, the Brewers, yeah. St. Louis, Kansas City, Cincinnati, us, the Twins, Atlanta, and the Detroit Tigers. But... <laughs> Pittsburgh isn't. I mean, that, that, I, why don't they switch Atlanta to the east? It would make more sense than than. Yeah, well, uh, well, it would because you'd be in there with with the, the Marlins and you'd be in there with Miami, uh, uh, and that really would make a wee bit more sense. And again, it's just another proposal. It's not anything that's been agreed to, or that that doesn't mean that they can't be switched around. But that way, in a sense, by having them geographic divisions that way it would it would cut down on travel and cut down on some more hotels where they wouldn't necessarily be relegated shuttled from hotel to ball field back to hotel again i think uh, the former plan thrown out there of having a cactus league and a uh, the citrus league and playing all their uh, games with spring training facilities is out the door myself. I, I really do believe that this, this or a facsimile of three divisions geographically uh, situated is the way that they're going to go. And, uh, again, I think people are just clamoring for anything, especially Major League Baseball. I will watch it. <laughs> believe me, I will watch it. 
that our our Indians ball club back in action. And I think some of these, uh, it's going to be a tough, tough division. Come on. Yeah. The Cubs, who are very good. The Brewers are very good. St. Louis is very good. The Royals are, are not that great. The Reds aren't that great. The Twins are very good. The Braves have potential and the Tigers are mediocre, but got some really, really good ball clubs in, yeah. in that division. And I like it better than the division that we were looking at, um, with the Cactus League, which was the Dodgers. The Angels. You know, yeah. And the Angels and Dodgers are, from what I have read, odds on favorite at the time to win the National League and the World Series. So I much prefer this to, because, you know, we can beat the Cubs, we can beat the White Sox. The Cardinals are a tough ball club. I mean, very, very good, you know, year in, year out ball club. Uh, so, it would be interesting how how this would play out, and uh, I think I, I think I think we uh, are more in contention in the division, like they have set up tentatively to do so. But they got to make their decision up here rather quickly. I mean, here it is, you know, uh, the first That's, week of May, and, right. and they, they, they have they have to come up with something. Right. And, and even Scott Boris, the, the notorious. Uh, agent for players has proposed doing it. So if he's proposing the players coming back, uh, uh, I, I think there must be something to this. Didn't he also say some fact that he understands if uh, uh, there would have to be some cuts in player salaries? Oh yeah, I mean that's 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 going to happen. I, I, you just cannot uh, uh, pay people like it's. Normal, right? I mean, come no. on, you're, you're, you're losing tremendous amounts of revenue. And I, I they're going to be negotiating that and, and that, uh, uh, you know, it's only the higher echelons that make the, you know, the $10 million a year plus. Right, right. I mean, it's only the, you got, you got a lot of players who, uh, uh, are working their way to, to the free agency where they make the decent money. And, um, like, I want to see Frankie Lindor. I mean, this, whatever happens this season may be the last time we see him in the Indians uniform. And another question is, too, with the revenue so depressed, what happens to free agency after this year? Yeah, I mean, they're, because what they're doing is they're usually banking money from this year so they have that to spend for the next year. And I'm talking everybody. Except maybe I mean, the Yankees everything, and the Dodgers. Everything is in turmoil. You don't know how to. I, I guess a part of this will be an expanded roster, uh, and I don't know how that will work. How about minor leaguers, though, uh, who are on the cusp of becoming uh, 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 on the major league team? How, how will they be able to demonstrate that they're ready to play if they're not having minor league seasons? Right. All, all this is up in the air, and uh, I, I can't. I mean, I, will there be rubber ducks games this year, <clears throat> in some way, shape, or form, yeah. just so that the major league has a a feeder system to supply their major league teams? I mean, how will they know I, that? Uh, uh, my goodness, it's just it's so awkward. Uh, the way yeah, this, uh, it seems like you'd almost season. at least have to have the AAA teams going. 
I, I honestly think it has to be the double A and up. I, I, I really do. I, I, I well, because the double A feeds the triple A, triple A feeds the majors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's going to be players who retire or just simply can't compete at the major league level. They got to be or, replaced by by minor leaguers. Or, right? I mean, that's how it works. Or, or get injured. Yeah. Yeah, injury is, is part of the game. So um, that will be interesting, uh, but. Everybody's going to take a pay cut. I mean, they they have to. Uh, the, the Indians have agreed to pay their office people through May, but without income coming in, but, <laughs> uh, it's 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 tough. It's really really tough. And that uh, at least they have TV rights. That's something that'll have to be worked out. How how. Uh, how uh, TV money will be uh, spread out? Uh, will there be more games nationally since there's nothing else you know, going on? That, I, would, I don't. that would really have to be something. Although other sports are looking to try and open up, I don't think bas- I think basketball is done. But you know, football and and college football and this and the more sports you have, the less national contract you're going to get. If you're the only game in town, everybody's going to want you. You're right about basketball. They canceled the lottery. Uh, we postponed the lottery and the draft. And I cannot see how basketball can proceed. I really, really don't. It's it's a close contact sport. Uh, not a you know not a physically contact like football, but it's a close. I mean, of course, there are guys who you know elbow and everything else. And, but you're right there, personal. Yeah. Guarding somebody, sweating, and everything else—I I don't know. And another thing too is in any sport, whether it's baseball that hopefully will come come to fruition this year, or basketball or football, is what happens when if and let's hope it's only if and not a possibility. I mean, it's, it's, it is a possibility that somebody gets this. Yeah. What do you do? You quarantine the whole team for fourteen days? I mean, it's. All these things, I'm, I'm sure, are being talked about in the offices of Major League Baseball and all of the franchises. Uh, my goodness gracious, if a player gets it, and and, and <laughs> it's you know you're in a locker room, and, and yeah. maybe baseball can do it, but I guess they're still talking about uh, the robo umpire at home to. <laughs> To help the home plate umpire call ball and strikes. Well, I, I thought that was only in minor league. That that wasn't actually. No, no, no. They're they're actually talking about because they want to get more distance between the catcher and the umpire. Put a robot to call balls and strikes, and still have a home plate umpire there to call plays at home home plate. That's what I understand is okay. still <clears throat> still being proposed and and. Uh, just kind of listening to or reading about Terry Fra- Terry Francona. If they say they have to throw softball, uh, pass, pass softball style, he's ready. Yeah, yeah. He, this man <laughs> wants, wants this man wants his baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's, he's tired of walking around his neighborhood. He can only play so much golf. He's a he's a lifer, a, a baseball manager. Yeah. And another example of somebody who is a Hall of Fame manager and a journeyman player. Right. So, uh, so I, I think I like the proposal. I like it better than 
then the Cactus League and the uh, Citrus League uh, proposal, or even the proposal to have everybody at Phoenix. I, he gives, yeah, he, I, he I, could, I could have lived with that proposal, but when you when you know how hot it is out there <laughs> in the summertime, you know, I just, I, I don't care. I want baseball, but this is a better proposal. It would be, it still would make more sense to get Pittsburgh in this division, but. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, but I guess you have to have a border somewhere, right? I mean, you have to to do that, but uh, I don't know if there's any other team east of Pittsburgh that. Well, they probably wanted Pittsburgh in there with Philly, you know. Yeah, that's a national rivalry, and and, and Cincinnati being, you pretty much have the central division of both. Teams in uh, in the central, right? With and that, that is, you know, basically it. You get the central of the uh, of the uh, national and the central in the uh, uh, American League. So I guess that makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, and, and Pittsburgh is in the East in the, the National uh, League, so I guess it makes sense that yeah. they, they they do that. I hope so. Let's let's. Give people some hope and say, okay, the season will start on July 2nd. Uh, pitchers, catchers report in June. <laughs> and, and everybody start getting ready for ball, except for the uh, Emmanuel Classe, um, the primary player we got in the Corey Kluber trade. He has been... Uh, Costs using uh, performance enhancement drugs, something called bold, boldenon. 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 B o l d e n. Oh, boldenon. Okay. Bolden one. Bolden one. Um, which is a restricted uh, substance. So he's out eighty games. Eighty games. Eighty games, and he so that's, was. So that's at least a third offense then for him. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, 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 first offense is a verbal warning. Second offense, I think, is three months. The next offense is is uh, uh, six months. Then it's a year. Then it might be permanent. Yeah, I'm trying to... It doesn't mention any previous violations in the article that I'm reading here. But you gave up a... Side two-time Cy Young award winner, and he was the main player in that deal, and to shore up the end of the, uh, the you know, to be the uh, setup guy for uh, for Brad Hand yeah. as the reliever, and now now he's pretty much gone for the season. If they have a hundred game season, yeah, uh, but then he's gone for eighty of them, and uh, <laughs> I don't. I'm just. Is it possible he could appeal the 80 games since it's only a 100-game season to 50 games? He could try. I, how many times those are successful? I don't know. I mean, it's pretty – I think it's a standard standard uh, well, suspension. Except that this is not a standard time that we're in. Yeah. I, I know. I, I don't disagree with you. I hope so. Um, but I, it, you raise the point where – if this was his second or third violation, why would the Indians have traded for him? Because the Indians, for all their faults, 
usually do not uh, get a player who has done that. I mean, that's true. There have been there have been other players, but they soon they don't last very long here. Right, right. <laughs> right? I mean, they, they, that's not part of the culture. I, I think Terry Francona would have frowned greatly if this guy had a previous uh, incident with this. So that's a good point. I don't know. You're right. It seems eighty games for the first offense is rather for a first offense is, is because the. Maybe maybe I'm thinking the first offense in football was is a, a, a stern talking to, um, yeah. uh, but for a first offense in baseball, that still seems awful, awful, uh, 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 strong. It does, uh, but there's I think after the stain of the steroid era, uh, Major League Baseball and the Players Union have both agreed it's an extremely serious offense to have guys uh, juiced up and, and performing at higher levels than their natural ability would allow them to have. So uh, maybe that is what the uh, what the uh, uh, I'm trying to remember. There was a player I think last year or two years ago that was uh, suspended for 80 games and. But he didn't last long. I mean, I think he's gone. And, yeah. And, and, and the, they don't, for all their questionable uh, 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 transactions, they usually get rid of guys who uh, are on the juice. So we, we will see what happens. But the, the, the good part of this, if there is a good part, is that some guys have had time, like Clevenger, to heal some of these other guys. We were hoping Klasse would heal, but he's going to be healing a lot longer than he. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. Because he had a bad back, and I don't know if he took this stuff to help with that uh, program that he was on. But they all know they, they can get a call at any time to get tested. At any time, they they know that if whatever they put in their bodies, they're they're playing uh, Russian roulette with their career by trying stuff like this. Yeah, and, and uh, some players probably have gotten away with it just by being lucky, but he uh, he did, and now he is uh, gone for eighty games, and that's gonna hurt, especially in a shortened season. If it was one hundred sixty, oh, you're missing half the season. So. Right, that, that's yeah. why I was wondering if because it's going to be less than that, he could still be out half the season. But if he uh, uh, appealed uh, for a 50-game suspension instead of... Because right now, an 80-game suspension, which would have been half a season, is three-quarters of a season. <laughs> Over three-quarters yeah. of a season. You yeah. know, so uh, uh, it would not it would behoove the commissioner to reconsider that. It would still be half a season. Yeah, yeah. But it's now 80% of the season. It's 100 games. Right, uh, uh, right. So it would right. so be 50% instead of 100% because... You know, and it's not even that he'd still be making less money, and they'll all be making probably a little less money anyway. Well, the only other thing in baseball is uh, Jose Ramirez is heating up in the Stratomatic <laughs> season. Yeah. Last, yeah, last Sunday, the Yankees uh, beat us 3-1. to one. This is all virtual stuff, ladies and gentlemen. This didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, Monday, the Indians won. Three to two against the Rays, but lost three, uh, two to nothing. On Tuesday, 
and lost again to the Rays on Wednesday. We lost again on Friday, and then we beat the Giants on Saturday. So, uh, goodness, we're not doing great with this strat on that. Uh, we, uh, we, we had a better April than we're having May. <laughs> <laughs> it's not real, but uh, it's... Yeah, you wait till that virtual August comes, man. We'll be we'll be great. Oh, I hope we're talking games. Games. Clevenger and some of these other guys uh, will be uh, pitching uh, victory. Uh, uh, So, did you get your notice about getting your money back from your tickets yet, or are you going to get your Uh, are you going to get your bonus bucks? No, I'm going with the refund. They were very nice. I called up uh, last Friday. And said, uh, you know, they treated opening day tickets different than any other tickets of the season. They, they either going to refund your money because they're not going to give you. If they were saying, you know, next season you could have opening day tickets, I would say okay, but they didn't. So <laughs> yeah, they 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 uh, didn't say, well, opening day 2021, you can use these tickets. No, no, they're not going to do that. And so I just took the refund and, and uh, not the bonus bucks or whatever they were offering or another game. Yeah, it was some kind of some kind of bonus bucks where you could then be like half the cost of another game, something like that. Yeah, but really, is there going to be another game in person at Progress? I, I this I this know. year, this year, probably not. Probably not. So I give me the money. I don't know what next year will will bring. But I'll take my chances then. And, uh, <laughs> boy, this, it's just so cloudy as far as the future of anything goes right now as far as sports. That's but, true. But let's, let, if it's virtual, fine. But in the meantime, give me the money. Show me my money back is what well, I said. There you they go. Were very, they were very nice. And they were very nice. Very good. Well, you know what's yeah. also very nice? It's yeah. also very nice. We get a pun from you to close out our show. We're done? We're, we're, yep, we're right on the cusp there, my friend. Right on the cusp. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Let me see here. Got time for a couple. Okay. Some people don't like food going to waste. (laughs) W A I S T. Yep. That would be me. <laughs> you have one more uh, quick one? All right, here. We're so poor when I was growing up, we couldn't even afford to pay attention. Uh, me either. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All right, sir. Well, yes, thank you. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, uh, we got some interesting things uh, that perhaps for next week we'll never see. Uh, always something going on with the Browns right now, even though we don't know where there will be a season there either. But I would imagine if baseball gets back, football will be back. What do you think? I think football will be back um, in some shape or form. I, I don't know about college football. We can talk about that next time. Very good. We'll see everyone next week back on Sports Sidebar. <laughs>